Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Becca Wood. And here's a bit about Becca. She is a vision coach that helps you achieve a business by your design. She helps women who are ready to release the instantaneous seven-figure size pipe dream when starting an online business and focus on redefining what success means to you. And just you, not your mother-in-law or the Instagram influencer version of success. It's time to stop drowning in other people's strategies. Her vision is to steward a new generation of online business owners step out of the shadows and into their flow by releasing the hype around six figures and 10K months and hopping hopping slash honing in on your vision for your dream life. Only then can you need select individualized goals and take steps to create your business and that life. And without further ado, I want to welcome Becca Wood so she could dive into where does it um, start whenever you create a vision for your business and how do you set those expectations for yourself and enforce boundaries for other people to follow that. So without further ado, welcome Becca Wood. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I'm, I've listened to so many episodes and it's kind of surreal. So I appreciate you having me as a guest. Um, that was a big question to, to kick things off. I think if we break it down into two parts, you asked, you know, how do you start setting a vision and then how do you enforce boundaries? So the first thing with starting to set a vision, I think is getting really clear on what you want. And in our society today, there's a lot of noise, right? Like no matter where you look, there's a TV on, you're scrolling on TikTok, you're scrolling on Instagram. And there are a lot of people telling you, this is how I run my business. This is what has worked for me. This is how I define my success. Literally look at a screenshot of my bank account, right? Like people are doing that often. And it's hard sometimes to remember to check in with yourself and think, Am I, am I becoming, am I a mirror? Am I reflecting back the things that I am seeing or am I taking a breath, thinking about this? And is this something that I truly want? Absolutely. Taking that time to pause, relax, release and scale back and really look inwardly because if you don't do the internal work, then you're easily going to be fooled by the external factors that are trying to vie for your attention and define what your success should be. And that's not cool because then you start to live somebody else's dreams. You start Mm -hmm. to build their empire and their legacy when your dreams, your vision, and your overall purpose get stale because you're trying to assume the identity and role of somebody else who maybe wasn't even supposed to be attached with you for this lifelong journey. And maybe they were a seasonal person versus a permanent 
person. And I know that kind of sounds bad there, but you really need to know how to decipher between the two. And then let's segue into the boundaries part, Becca, because sometimes people will push and push and push until you break down. But how do you stay grounded and remain steadfast when you are in the driver's seat? not on autopilot, but really driving and navigating your success and making sure that not only do you have those boundaries for you, but those boundaries are for other people. And that's where the respect starts to be built in. So I think one of the things that I see a lot about boundaries is that you have to enforce your boundaries on other people. And that's something that I would like us to rewrite a little bit if we can, because we can't control other people and their actions, right? The only thing that we can control is us and how we respond to a certain scenario. So in, I'm trying to think of an example on the fly here and I didn't have one prepared. So I'm sorry about that. But in the case of me, you know, getting clear on my business and my goals and setting that vision. And then if someone were to come in and say, oh, look at this shiny object over here kind of a thing. You know, people can tell me that all they want, right? You can always provide input and suggestions and have conversations and share ideas, but it's up to me as the business owner to take a step back, just like we talked about earlier and say, wait, does that shiny thing over there, does that align with my bigger vision? And if it does, how do I want to incorporate it in that vision? Or do I want to at all? And so I think it's it's really taking back that idea that boundaries are enforced upon others and really understanding people are going to do what they're going to do and they're going to say what they're going to say. The only thing that we can control is how we respond to that scenario. And that's where the, the end of the, the boundary of the boundary, if you will, that's the boundary of the boundary is what I can do and what my response will be and not anything on the other side of that conversation. Mm. So control what you can control and don't worry about the rest because you can't control how someone is going to think you can't control how they feel and you can't control their reactions, but you can control what you think. How is that going to affect your clarity and your vision? You can control what you say because we all have choices. You either could think it in your head, but don't say it out loud and have that word vomit or those faux pas. And then your reaction, because sometimes people say life is 80% of what happens, 10% of how you react. Or some people say it's the other way around, whichever way you want to phrase it, it it still is very vital to take into that. And I liked how Becca um, broke down boundaries and what that meant for her as well as her client. And then with you being a vision coach, um, Becca, I know one of the things that you help some of your clients um, work on is visions versus goals. What Mm -hmm. is the difference and how do you separate the two? Because in my opinion, I feel like when you blur the two, then things could get crossed up and then you can miss the mark on your goals because you say, oh, wait, that's a vision over there. But is it really a vision or is it just a goal? Yeah. So in this case, I feel like I'm going to say a controversial statement. So hang with me. I hate goal setting. I really hate it. It's never worked for me. I 
feel like I constantly set the same goals on repeat. I was actually just listening to a different podcast that was kind of similar to how I think about it, but I feel like I kept writing down the same things and then not doing them and then writing them down again to do and then not doing them. So it was, it was kind of a vicious cycle. And what I realized is I don't need to write down quote unquote smart goals. Ooh, I have two different, I have two directions for this answer. So the first is if you're setting a strong vision, then all of the actions that you take in your life and in your business are kind of measured against that vision, right? Does this action bring you closer to that vision? Or what do you need to do to be, to get yourself closer to that vision? So in some way, maybe those are goals, possibly. But when I say I don't like goal setting, I don't like smart goals. Like, I don't like saying by the end of this month, I'm magically going to have 50,000 more Instagram followers, right? Because part of, part of the thing that frustrates me about the way that we've been trained to set goals is that we don't have control, right? Even if I did everything perfectly, if I posted three times a day and I did it at peak times and used the perfect hashtags and, 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 I can't control 50,000 more people want to come and follow me, right? So that's the second piece of this conversation that you didn't even ask about, but I went there anyway, is if I do set goals in my business, they're only things that I can control. Okay. So when you set goals in your business, it's based on you controlling the goals and not the external factors controlling the goals where you're trying to meet their vision of your business and what you could deliver. Would you agree with that or disagree? not necessarily? I guess that they're trying to meet my vision. It's just I guess it's kind of that conversation about boundaries that we were having, right? There, the boundary is what can I do to move closer to the thing that I want to do? And that's kind of where the action ends. Cause I can't control if someone responds in the way that I want. If we're going back to the old example by following me, right? I can't control if you see my profile and you press follow. The only thing I can control is showing up consistently online and making sure I'm always on my stories and getting creative with my content. And so those are things I can set goals around, but I, I just struggle when I see people setting goals around other people's actions. Okay. That may, that brings in more clarity and focus there because it feels like I'm going to dive a little bit deeper here is you said it bothers you when other people are setting their goals around other people's actions because it feels like they are trying to complement those other people's um, actions and weave in their goals. So they're trying to say, is my goal specific to that? Is my goal measurable? Is it attainable? Is it reachable and time specific? When in actuality, by doing that, you're missing a key component. And that key component is, is this tied to your vision and your core values and your morals? Because Mm -hmm. then it's like, you're only doing something to appease that other person when in actuality, you're not appeasing yourself because you're missing the mark. Yeah. And that, I think that goes back to that conversation of, am I a mirror 
or what's the opposite of a mirror? I'm not, I'm not strong with my analogies today, but am I reflecting somebody else and, and their version of success and their goals and their actions? Or am I like soaking in that information and choosing how I project my response back out into the world? Absolutely. I, I guess it's kind of hard to figure out the difference, but I guess with the mirror, you could see yourself through, whereas a windshield, you can't see yourself through. So I guess you could say, am I a mirror where I am reflecting or do I want to be a, a windshield where I am see-through and everything just goes through me? Like, And I guess you could really decide yeah. there and <laughs> just kind of take, take what you want out of that analogy. If you're listening and you have a better example for us, feel free to share it with us later because we're always here to learn and grow. Um, <laughs> Another thing, Becca, that I want to talk about is you help um, redefine your version of success and ignoring what society says success should be. And I completely love that because I feel like in life, as you begin to get older, you start to have that maturity factor. Well, I hope you do. And then you evolve just like society is evolving and the world's evolving. We as individuals have to evolve. And while we're going through that, we're redefining who we are and where we want to be. So in your lens and in your scope of work, what does that look like for you as well as your ideal avatar? Yeah. So I think that there are two types of success. The one that we as a society tend to grasp onto is monetary success, right? And you see that, especially I am in, I'm a service-based entrepreneur, right? So I'm in that space where you see a lot about the 10K months and the six-figure businesses and the lack of transparency that comes with all of those conversations. And I think, I think that there's a lot of things wrong with that, but I also think that as newer entrepreneurs, and I've had so many conversations with fellow entrepreneurs about this, it's really easy to fall into that trap that if I am not making six figures, I do not have a successful business. And that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. So if you're listening, I hope you hear the second sentence more than the first sentence. That could not be the furthest thing from the truth. Because there's so many reasons to start a business, right? Some people start it as a side hustle. Some people want to earn a hundred bucks a month. Some people want to earn a thousand or 5,000 or whatever the case may be. But if, can you imagine looking at somebody who starts a side hustle because they need a hundred extra dollars a month and saying, you don't have a successful business when they created a business that met their goal? How is that not success? Yeah, it's their personal level of success. It may not be your success, but it's theirs. And each one of us is going to have our own vision Mm -hmm. of what success is. And that should be our driving factor versus somebody saying, oh, well, success is you having the nice house, the nice car, wearing the nice clothes, because all those material materials, you can't take that with you whenever you depart from the face of the earth. All that is, is just things. Those materialistic things do not define who you are. And it doesn't show how you have came here to this world to make an impact and really build that legacy. It shows, yes, you were successful because you acquired that wealth. But how did you allow that wealth to define you and drive you? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think that speaks to the the non-monetary side of, of success, right? There's kind of 
I guess there's an ideological aspect, which is kind of what you were thinking. And that goes back to setting the vision, right? If you are leaving your legacy in this space, in this world, what is your vision of what you want that legacy to be? So for me, it's to make business more accessible and approachable to people by kind of being the one to tear down these ideas that have become so prevalent. And then there's the other piece of non-monetary success, which is what do you want your life to look like? If you could pick anything. And I know most people are sitting there thinking, well, I want to move to an island and sit on the beach all day and all of those things. And that's great. And if you want to be able to do that whenever you would like, and if that's 24 seven, wonderful on you work toward that goal. Um, But for me, I think if I, you know, kind of came back into what I needed to survive and thrive in my life, it is to continue working toward my vision, which means building a company, which helps me to do that. But then it also means being able to take the trip to the beach for a week whenever I want on a whim. And it means that I, uh, you know, pick my working hours and I pick my level of accessibility and how I spend my free time and all of those different things. And if we only focus on creating a six-figure business, what's the cost, right? And there are people, I'm not saying it's impossible. There are people who build that six-figure business with that level of um, balance, if you want to call it that, in your life. It's possible, but we also see as many examples where the balance isn't there. So it's just deciding what's important to you on both sides of the equation and where they meet together. And I want to peel the onions, um, the onion layer back here because some of the people who have those six figures business and they're making all the money and stuff, um, what they don't show you is their start ugly moments. Mm-hmm. They don't show you the f- failures that they had to deal with before they got to their level of success. And you may not always see the people that they have working behind the scenes. Do you think all those people are doing it by themselves? No, when you get to a level of success and you begin to build and scale up, you have your own version of a dream team, whether it's your PR, your public relations, your marketing people, your social media content managers, and et cetera. You have your accountant, the person that manages your finances, and et cetera. You have an assistant, whether that's a virtual assistant or that is a F to F face-to-face assistant. You have other people that do things for you so you can then work on your zone of genius. They don't do it all, but do they always show you like who does their stuff behind the scenes? No, because they are the face. So you have to get real, realistic. And that's why with this podcast, Gems Podcast, I like to, you know, get down and dirty and ugly. I want to, you know, interview more than the surface level, but I actually want to go deep diving with that individual and see what makes Becca Wood, Becca Wood. What are her start uglies? What are her failures? What are her success? And how can she help you level up? She's a business coach, but if she's never been in business or done business and had failures or had to have Um, things sold or whatever, then does that make her a business coach that you want to work with? Let's, let's dive deeper there and um, share if you want to add anything to that, Becca, because I think that's the realistic piece of it that some people miss because they see all the shiny things, they see the pedal stools and et cetera, but they miss really connecting and going beyond that surface. Definitely. 
I think this is a symptom. I hate to say this because I love social media. I really do. I think that obviously there's nuance to every conversation. I feel like you have to have that disclaimer or somebody will message us after they hear this, but you know, there, there are a lot of negative aspects, but there are a lot of positive aspects to it as well in terms of building community and making connections. Two of my closest friends live across the world for me and I've never met them in person. And they're like my biz besties, right? But social media, because of the way that we have approached it is a highlight reel. And it only exacerbates the conversation that you were just having that we see the successes, but we don't see the behind the scenes. And I think it's so important to be transparent in all of these conversations. So if you were going to put your screenshot of your bank account on your Instagram stories, well, I don't want to just see like your revenue or I guess people normally do like their course revenue. Um, I don't want to just see your revenue. I want to see like the number of ads that went into that. I want to see the teams and the virtual assistants and the content managers that you paid to help you with your launch and your email managers. And I want to know how many people are helping you. And I want to know how many times you've launched before you got to that point. So I think you're absolutely right. There is a level of transparency in this space that isn't... it's not being shown. So I think that's a very important part of the conversation. And I also think an important part of the conversation is talking from your level of experience. And I don't think people do this intentionally, but what I've started to notice is that there are a lot of people who are five, six, seven years in business, giving advice to brand new entrepreneurs from the experience of five, six, seven years in business. And that's great. They're sharing what they're actively doing now, but what they're actively doing is on a platform or strong foundation of years in business, years of consistency, maybe eventually teams of support and all of those things. And I think that also isn't acknowledged. So I love that you just kind of broke that down for any newer entrepreneurs who might be listening, because it's important to recognize too, that when you're past the first year in business, sometimes you forget the beginning. Maybe sometimes you you intentionally forget the beginning. (laughs) And I guess to that, I want to create a little slogan here. It's like, don't just show me the money, show me the metrics on how you got to the money. Like, how did you secure the bag? What is the blueprint? What is going to help me secure my bag? And we have to stop having the crabs in the barrel mentality and the WIFA method, which is what's in it for me, but what's in it for we? How can we collaborate? How can we create those partnerships and those synergies to really level up? Because if not, then we are missing the target. There's more than enough room for all of us at the table to sit down and partake a meal and help each other level up in their respective area. Becca Wood is going to be Becca Wood. There's not going to be another Becca Wood, but there may be someone that Becca Wood can partner with like Genesis and Mars Kemp, and they could accentuate the skills, the gifts, and the talents that each one of them bring to the table and see, hey, I have this idea. And Becca's like, yeah, that's a cool idea. What can we do to really elaborate and 
take this idea to the next level where both of us are getting the credit and the recognition that we deserve. But who's our avatar? What do we want people to say about us? And how are we going to leave not just an imprint, but how is that imprint going to drive the impact that we want to see? So that we still have the control there while we're going externally. Uh, so I'm not sure if this answers your question, but this is what popped into my mind. Okay. My biggest goal in my business is to have the conversations that a lot of people aren't willing to have. And that's why I named my podcast probably bothered because I talk about all the things that bother me when it makes me laugh. Also, it makes me laugh. Um, but I think that to me is one of the most important tenets of my business because it facilitates moments like this, right? Where we're having that honest dialogue about things that, that need to change. And when somebody who is newer to this space hears that and goes, I was thinking that all along and finally somebody said it, that's the moment, right? Like that's, and I've had so many of those since starting my podcast. And it's so important to me to continue those efforts. So I think that is a really big piece of it is, walking the talk, right? Like we have to be bold enough and brave enough to say the things that people are thinking, but maybe a little bit nervous to say. Yes. I call them um, um, those difficult conversations or now the courageous conversations, but I'm like, Hey, like the movie white chicks. I love that movie. I'm hands down a comedy person. Uh -huh. And it was like, but you were thinking it, but you said it. <laughs> and so how many times have we had but I was thinking it, but you so wanted to say it. And if you would have said it, somebody would have been like, yeah. they let their shoulders down. They take that, you know, deep breath. And then you start to see how you're engaging in that human instinct versus walking on eggshells. How many times have you been there where you're like, oh my gosh, it's just so freaking stuffy. Like I can't blow my nose. I can't breathe because you feel suffocated and you're suffocated because you've let other people freaking control you versus pulling the reins back and walking in the control and being who you want to be and knowing what your why is. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Becca. <laughs> you oh, want to dive in there? One, one last little thought is when you're talking about the importance of community and collaboration, those are the moments when it happens, right? When the things that you're willing to say and the things that you hear others say resonate with you or resonate with them, that is where the connection sparks. And I think that's a lot of what's missing in like the social media space in general, right? And, and again, instead of being a mirror, be a windshield or whatever better metaphor we can come up with. <laughs> yes, and uh, Becca, I know you dropped a ton of gems, had a lot of value to add to our conversation today, but if they don't get anything else from this conversation, what are two gems that you want them to hold on to to get them to the next level? Mm. I think it is so important earlier than you believe in your business 
to get super clear on your vision for your life and your business. And I think personally, I waited too long to do that. And I'm kind of trying to, to teach people to go back and not make the same mistake that I did. So get so clear on your vision because then every decision you have to make after that becomes incredibly easy. Does it get you closer to the vision or does it take you further? That's, that's the only question you have to ask. And the second one is kind of aligned, but define your own success because there's so much noise. There's so many things out there telling you what you should strive to. It doesn't mean you have to, and it doesn't mean it makes sense for you. And if you have that little inkling of a thought, that's like, why would I want to do that? Is that right for me? Listen to it. You know, what's right for you. And you know, where you want to end up and you know what you, you want your life to look like. Just start asking yourself those questions to figure it out as you go and don't listen to the noise. Ah, love it. Those are two amazing gems. And um, one thing I want to add to that a second one is your gut instinct and your intuition or your discernment, whatever you want to call it, will never steer you in the wrong direction. It is your personal compass to guide you on where you need to be. So however you are going through life, make sure you take time to practice that mindfulness and get still and quiet because when you're still and quiet, you're able to really hear without those distracting noise and factors. And Becca, how can the listeners and viewers um, contact you? What's your website and where do you hang out on social media? Yeah. So my website is beccawood.com, B-E-C-C-A-W-O-O-D. And I do have a freebie on there called Success Redefined. So if y'all are struggling to answer what success looks like to you. Uh, it has a lot of great questions that will help get you there in the end. And then I hang out on Instagram and on TikTok. That's a story for another day. Um, but I'm, I am Becca Simone on all social media platforms. Thank you so much. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Jumps Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Genesis Lamaris Kemp, and you just heard Becca Wood. We really dug deep here and we wanted to just show up and let you know that success is on your terms and not the terms of what you see on social media or what your family wants, but really take time to find out what success looks like for you and how are you going to get there by being your personal compass and allowing your GPS to navigate your coordinates. All you are is the coordinates in your life is going to get you to the next um, destination. But if you never know where the focus is regarding those coordinates, then you're not going to be able to reach your end destination. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on the platform you're listening to and follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all video content. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to Gems Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with 
W-I-T-H Genesis G-E-N-E-S-I-S Amaris A-M-A-R-I-S Kemp K-E-M-P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.